Hello, beautiful ones. Welcome back to Real Talk with Ophelia. The podcast is all about having real conversations on resiliency, equity, and how you can be an authentic leader in your business, community, and in your life. I speak in five to 10 minute snippets on grief, loss, mental health, wellness, and how race, gender, and culture intersects these issues. Today, we're taking a look at how grief is more than five stages and how it is also about continuing the bond of love. So let's dive in. The five stages of grief, I'm sure you may have heard, has been so ingrained in our cultural consciousness. When we do a Google search and we say how to heal about grief, it pops right off. You hear psychologists and sociologists and teachers and lawyers and doctors and the everyday people talking about the five day um, stages of grief. It's very much part of our society. It's taught, it speaks about the natural progression from one emotion to one experience after the death of a loved one. However, it turns out that this model is really based on one specific view of how grief occurs. And that is that this model looked at at how people with terminal illness experience their grief. And it really didn't apply to those who are bereaved. Are you shocked? I was shocked when I learned about this because if something is based about a specific focus, then the whole idea is comes from that root. So let's revisit the five stages of grief if you've never heard about it. Basically, Kubler-Ross's five-stage grief model was developed after interviewing many individuals with life-threatening illnesses. They were in a hospice, they were dying in the hospital, and she realized that nobody was looking at what their stages they were going through. She developed these five stages, which is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Sounds really great. And for decades, this was the model that everyone went to. It was ingrained in us that this is how you process grief and loss. I knew about it before I had my greatest grief impact of the death of my mom. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be in denial. And then it's going to be anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance. I also learned that the stages didn't occur one step at a time. And finally, you know, around the fifth year, I still had this heaviness in my heart. And I thought, what about the stage of meaning? What about the stage of communication? The stage of that I still feel this bond as a daughter with my mom. I was ashamed to share it. There was great shame because I thought, will people think that I'm crazy, that I still communicate with my mom? I still feel her. I still feel her presence. It's different. And I didn't share it with anybody. You know, I didn't feel comfortable sharing it with my Christian friends. You know, I didn't feel it in the sense of my mom walking around like a spirit in, in that sense where you're sensing people on a mediumship level. But I knew she was part of me. She was ingrained in my heart and my soul. I saw her. I felt her. There was no aspect of the Kubler-Ross five stages of grief that was capturing this sentiment, this emotion, this belief that I knew was true. The struggle was real. And then I discovered 
that I was not alone. I was not alone in thinking about this. There is another model or a layer that we can add to the Kubler-Ross method. There's more to grief than the five stages of grief. And the struggle happens when we cannot name what we're feeling. I'll repeat that again. The struggle happens when we're not allowed to name what we're feeling. Grief is more about denial and anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance. Grief is also about feeling a comfort. It's also about feeling that your mother is part of you. Your loved one is part of you. You are not crazy. That you are finding a new way to bring meaning into your life. You're still feeling the bond. And you're not crazy. Hell no, you're not crazy. So what I want to tell you is a little bit about this. The book that just revolutionized in a but in a quiet way because not a lot of people hear about this. This book was released in 1996 and it's called Continuing the Bonds, New Understanding of Grief, Death, Education, Aging, and Healthcare. And its ideas were both obvious and yet revolutionary all at once. It was like when I read this book and started to do research about my mind and my soul, they aligned and I said, yeah, this is true. There's a new understanding. And for some other cultures, this was, yeah, yeah, we knew. Some indigenous cultures, yeah, we knew. And it was mind blowing, mind blowing. And also I realized it was mind blowing when I shared this knowledge with my clients, with friends and with family. This idea about continuing the bond gives you permission to trust your heart to trust what your soul is telling you, that the bond of love never dies. My grief journey and teaching became so different when I had this understanding because it felt complete. It felt to me that grief is really about love. The authors of this book explicitly questioned the dominant models of grief. The book suggested that perhaps Perhaps the linear model that we're all thinking of the five stages of grief, which ends in a sense of detachment and a sense of acceptance and a sense of pulling away from the person of your loss was ex in perhaps causing more pain where we're denying the reality of how many people grieve that the bereaved who are left behind the author suggested a new paradigm rooted in the observation that healthy grief does not resolve by detaching from the deceased, but rather hold it, wait for it, creating a new relationship with the deceased. Let me sing it again. Do you hear the angels singing? Do you hear them singing? Yes, it's not about detaching and saying, that I don't feel them, I don't experience them, but it's about creating a new relationship with them. I'm not saying you have to have a seance with them, but if that's what you wanna do, go ahead and do it. What I'm saying is creating a new relationship. For me, that new relationship is celebrating my mom's birthday. For my sister, it's going to her grave site. For me, it's seeing my mom in my niece. It's about 
feeling that she is around when I cook her her dinner. It's about acknowledging, realizing I love to wear head wraps when I hated as a kid. It's about celebrating her. It's about taking piece of her material and making it part of my life. It's about just knowing that she's now just as she was part of my life. I have a relationship with her. I feel her. It is different than when she was alive, but it's real and it's valid. And that for me, my beloved listeners, is what grief is about. Grief is another word for love. You're not crazy if you're still feeling it. You're not crazy if you still want to build a new relationship because your loved one is still with you. It is real. It is valid. It is truth because it is love. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on your social media feed. Share it with your friend in an email and or leave a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook by Googling my name, Ophelia Regalt, or putting the F sign at Ophelia Regalt. Thanks again for listening, and I wish you a great day. If it's not going great, I hope it gets better.